Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Welcome, here we go. Happy Monday. It's Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97, if you're in Manchester, you can go to uh, my website, mattconnerton.com, for all your live streaming options. Hello to all of our online listeners from across the nation and around the globe. Go to mattconnerton.com, and uh, that is updated for you. And, of course, uh, you can uh, stream there and on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page as well. Uh, today is Monday, November 22nd, 2021, and I'm not alone. Jenny is here at the news desk. I am present. Yes, yes. Um, let's see. I do want to remind you, of course, that we are uh, sponsored by the Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street. Uh, don't go there today. Monday and Tuesday is their weekend, but they are open uh, Wednesday through Sunday. And, you know, they have uh, delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. Uh, they have a lot going on. They've got a couple of things coming up uh, really quickly, actually. The... Uh, pre-Thanksgiving karaoke party, which is November 24th from 8 p.m. to midnight. Uh, So that's in a couple days. And uh, they've got another Gender Blender drag show on December 5th from 2 to 4 p.m. So uh, such, uh, you know, uh, Kenny really uh, uh, spoke out over the weekend with uh, some social media posts. And, uh, you know, it's just really cool. And, you know, whether I agree with with everything or not, or whether you agree with everything or not, it's... um, I think it's cool to be uh, to have a sponsor who is outspoken and speaks his truth and speaks his mind, and um, you know that can be um, that can be a risky proposition with uh, you know when you're a business owner. But uh, Kenny is uh, fearless that way, and I, I think that's really cool. I'm proud of him. Yeah, he actually met it head on. I saw the posting in which he was addressing people that sent him a lot of hate. 
yes. for his opinion. Yes. You know, and I, I love Kennedy Death, and I've had many a political discussion with him, and he's always been nothing but respectful if I disagreed. Right. I, I think he has every right to his opinion, whether you agree or disagree with it. But to start throwing hate at him or his family or the business, that's 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 not okay in my book. That's not what I call the American way anyway. Yeah. Just saying, I mean, uh, isn't that what's supposed to make us great is that we can all have differences politically without, jeez, you know? Yeah, it's a lot more productive to be able to discuss these these things without, you know, people hurling insults at each other. And But, of course, people are nastier on social media than they would ever be, ever dare be in person, you know? Right, you can hide behind the computer. Exactly, exactly. No, but you're right. He met it, uh, Kenny met it head on and, uh, you know, proud of him, so... So uh, please continue to support our amazing sponsor. And, hey, you don't have to agree with all of his politics to enjoy a delicious gourmet pretzel. You'll get uh, great food and great service there regardless. So mm-hmm. absolutely. absolutely. They have some new drinks out, too, with the Christmas season coming up now. I know they get some new drinks coming out. They oh. always have something brewing. Ha-ha! Yes. See what I did there? Yes. Ah, that was cute on my part, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Well, you know, well. one of the things I know they make really great, they have these cappuccino uh, ex- um, espresso martinis. I don't know why I say cappuccino. Espresso martini. Really, really good. Yeah. With coffee beans. Mm. I love all things coffee. Oh, yes, you do. It's not just a name. It's a way of life. Right, right. <laughs> uh, let's see. I want to remind you, of course, also uh, coming up, geez, it's uh, next week, uh, December 2nd, uh, The Miracle on Elm Street. And uh, this program will be participating this year. Of course, uh, it's going to be all day, uh, the live broadcast from the bonfire beginning bright and early at 7 a.m. with the morning show. And this show will also be uh, live from the bonfire. Yes. So it'll uh, be it'll only be our second live remote for this program. We did and I our, get to be there. Yes, yes. We did our first one at the Hopknot. I think Christian's planning to be there, too. And and uh, Polly C yeah. is going to be there for the second yep, hour of yep, the show yep. that day. But uh, yeah, I hope and, a lot of people will come down and say hi. Oh yeah, absolutely. And plus, just check out the bonfire and check out what we're doing, and maybe donate some stuff to the kiddos. It's all about the kiddos here. Yeah, it's going to be a busy day. Um, yeah, so the morning show will be live from there. This show will be, and I think we're going to be live uh, in the time in between too. I'm not sure if it's going to be straight through or how exactly that's going to work uh, as as the day approaches. Uh, Peter will fill me in on all the details I'll need to know for that day. I've got the day, you know, I, I told him, I said, whatever you need, you know, I'll, I'll block it out on my calendar. So I'm yep. available and uh, I can hang out all day if you need me. So looking forward to it. So it's such Team a, unleashed. such a great cause. No, that didn't work, did it? No. <laughs> good, Connor good 10, the Connor 10 one worked the, for a the, little while. Connor 10 unite. Yes. 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 But, yes, uh, Connor 10 Unite. Yes. That didn't work for me. But uh, but it was very successful, <laughs> uh, very successful last year. And it's uh, cool this year that uh, we're going to be directly involved in it as well. So, uh, yeah, so that is uh, coming up December 2nd, The Miracle on Elm Street. And there's still time to donate a toy, of course, if you want to uh, bring one down. Best time, uh, you know, in the morning when there's someone here uh, for the morning show, you can drop it off or, or uh, you can drop toys off that day. Um, you can make a monetary donation. There's, uh, there's lots you can do, but, uh, and it's all staying local. It's all staying right here in Manchester for Manchester yep, kids. Yep. So it's not leaving the community. Everything that you donate is going right to the kiddos. And especially we got to, we, we always, it's not just 
kiddos as little ones. Mm-hmm. But we got to remember, there's a lot of teenage kids out there, too, that really need the support of the community. And this is one of the ways that we can give back to those teenagers and let them know that we're there, we're supporting them, and we want to help them have a happy life and just have a little joy. You know, yeah. Donate a bicycle. You can donate a helmet for bicycles. There's lots of great things you can donate for older kids, too, like uh, roller skates and knee pads, elbow pads, things that the, the older kids might like to have as well, not just the kiddos. So, you know, think wide and far. And donate from your heart as much as you can to help support this local movement to help children in our community have a happy Christmas. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a happy Hanukkah. Yes. It's happy's happies. That's right. Because that's going to be right in the middle of Hanukkah that this is going on too. Oh, okay. What a great time of year to give back to the my, my Jewish friends out there. I know Sunday night will be the first night of Hanukkah, so this will be going on right at the same time. A great way to give back is to, again, help... Uh, Help the local community kids here in Manchester have a happy holiday. Absolutely. Uh, By the way, a programming note uh, for anyone who's wondering, because I did have a couple people ask. So uh, obviously this week we'll be off uh, for Thursday. Thursday is Thanksgiving, but uh, this show will be live on Friday, uh, as will uh, Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C., uh, you know, I was given the option. I think um, I think the morning show uh, is going to be off that day on Friday as well. Uh, Black Friday, He's I believe. He's going to be in a turkey coma. Probably, yes, yeah. yes, yes. But, uh, yeah, nobody wants it. Well, the only people who get up early on Black Friday are the shoppers. I don't and, want uh, to. Yeah, yeah, no. no. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, but we will, this show will will be live on Black Friday, as will uh, Retro Spectrum Radio with Who knows, Polly but we'll C. have to report then. <laughs> Hopefully nothing bad. Yeah. Hopefully nobody's storming into stores. Let's all be nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't need that anymore. Well, there's usually a few people trampled to death. It's the uh, price of capitalism. I'm glad to see, though, that some a lot of stores are actually going to close for Thanksgiving and let their employees go home for the for the holiday. Yeah. I saw a large list of uh, stores that are saying they're closing their doors for Thanksgiving. Like, uh, I think Kohl's was on there. Target was on there. Quite a, Quite a few. Well, a number of years ago, and it started when I was still a store manager at a retail chain, um... You know, it, these uh, all these national chains kept trying to one up each other by opening earlier and earlier, yes. and then it became well. Uh, actually, the last year that I worked for that company, it was the the first time in my entire tenure there where we were opening at six p.m. on Thanksgiving. Yes, and I was. Uh, I remember not, when that was happening. It was I was ridiculous. Not, I was, was not pleased. But the good thing about it is there was a lot of obviously a lot of people loved it, but there were also there was also a lot of national backlash where, you know, even people who had never worked in retail were kind of standing up and saying, you know, this really kind of isn't right. This isn't you know, okay. Let, let 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 people have a day with their family. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Gobble gobble. <clears throat> it's Gary. Hey Gary, how are you? The gobble gobble threw me. I good. thought it was a turkey. Jenny, call. my love, how are you? Gobble, gobble. I'm there good. we go. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Uh, I just wanted to. I just wanted to, you know, push some some good news for myself. I'm getting my uh, booster shot tomorrow. Oh, excellent! excellent. Very good. Which one are you getting? Um, whatever they give, you know. Yeah. Uh, Tito's. Uh, Jose. Cor- oh no! Oh, I'm sorry. That's Tito's. Not, wait a shot. minute. Tito's. That's a vodka. <laughs> they, they don't. Yeah, they can't put the. Oh, okay. no, no, well, wrong thing, they, there, buddy. That's why they look odd at me. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it should be uh, my Moderna because that's what I got last time with my double shots. So. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, I went to my doctor's and I said, well, when, when can I get it? And he goes, okay. And the, the uh, physician's assistant came out and she goes, here you go. Next uh, next Tuesday, have fun. And I went, whoa. Excellent. Okay, I'm good. Excellent. Well, doctors so, uh, are ready and raring to go on I'll be triple. Stuff. I'll be tripled. Uh, triple dipped in loveliness. And, you know, and yeah, Friday Friday was pretty cool. My um, My counselor... Put my name in at a place, and I got a um, I got a gift card to buy my um, my Thanksgiving dinner. So, oh, very good, excellent, excellent. So I went out and I bought my Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, yeah, my little my little turkey dinner at uh, Market Basket. So yeah, there you go, excellent, excellent. So I will celebrate that. Yeah, uh, good on you for finding a good. I turkey. got my cranberry sauce. That's what I really wanted was my cranberry sauce. Okay, is it? Are you going can or do you go for the full? The full crayon. Um, I was cheap. I got just a little can. I like the, I like the, the you know the the real whole cranberry, where you can chop it up. Nah. Um, then you put some sugar. Then you put some pineapples in it. I like then the you put stuff that's out of the can. And Makes you mix a noise. it up. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Nah, it's so great. But you know, <laughs> I just got the little can for me. Good. But when I go out to. I've gone out a long time ago. I used to go up to uh, Hart's Turkey Farm, and I delivered beer up there. And they would, you know, they'd always, you know, slip me a little, uh, a little turkey dinner, you know. And they always had that that cranberry. It's a dressing that you can use on a on a sandwich and stuff. Oh man, it's just so good. It's so good. But I just got my little can of, you know, cranberry sauce for me. So. But, well, very yeah, good. You gotta try that one. Awesome. Well, excellent, yeah, Gary. I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Chef Gary. I got a, uh, a uh, sweet potato. So uh, now I, right. I just, I just, I don't want to burn it. So I gotta remember if it's, you know, if you put it in for like at three fifty or four hundred for like maybe like a half hour or maybe fifteen minutes or something like that. So, but uh, yeah. I'm going to be little Chef Gary and have myself a good meal this year. That's awesome, dude. I thank you so much for calling in. You're a love. You keep yourself nice and safe, right? Yeah. Hugs. Yep. Air right. hugs. Thanks right. for calling, honey. All right. Very good. Wonderful to hear from you, Gary, and I'm glad you're getting your booster. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, ready, for, I'm ready for that. So, right. you know. Excellent. Excellent. And I just wanted to say, hey. If I don't hear from you, Gloria, if I don't talk, um, uh, which I, I can talk, but I, you know, but if I don't uh, call the phone again, um, hey, happy Hanukkah when it starts. Thank you. Uh, Jenny. Yep. End of the week. I always, I had a, I had a friend year. of mine that I worked with and everybody would say, well, and I always say, wish him happy Hanukkah because he, you know, oh, well, we don't, I said, well, read. Read. Look at stuff and read. Okay, you know, express to everyone. Be be good with hey, everyone. Hey, if you say a kind, kind word to me, I'm a happy girl. Them. You don't have you to know? be particular. Yeah. Don't just be there. Well, hey, it's Turkey Day, and then oh, it's it's Christmas time. How come you don't celebrate Christmas? Because Christmas is cheap. You only get one gift in one day. Hanukkah, you get your. Uh, <laughs> Gift every day, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there you go. If you would look at it the smart way, you know. But right. there you go. But yes, okay. Um, I just wanted to say, yeah. I just wanted to tell you, I'm getting my shot. And Excellent. 
psyched for that. And right, uh, did my little shopping and been out. So, but just spread some love uh, to you and uh, you and Jenny. All right. Uh, I all hope right. you guys have a great day with you. You know, you too. And maybe, maybe Jenny put some pineapples on the table. You know. <laughs> welcome to I know, Maddie. There Don't yell go. at me. I'm, I'm a sensitive person. Don't stick yell them at into me. The Don't get mad. She's welcome to put I'm them on the table. Person, yeah. Yes, you know? uh, I know. Take them I know. But yeah, I love you both. And uh, you guys have some great holidays. And <laughs> good luck at the uh, the little the toy drive on uh, Miracle on Elm Street and mm-hmm. stuff. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all right, Gary. All right. Well, thank you so yeah, much. I love you guys. All right. Love we, you. Take care. All right. We love you, Gary. Thank all you right. so much for the call. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was our friend Gary. And, uh, yep, glad he's uh, getting his booster shot. It's important. And uh, that opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, uh, you can always interact and opine in the Facebook live chat, but the best thing to do is give us a call at 603-250-6007, and uh, we'll say hi to everybody in here. Uh, Ricky Litwinkowicz is in the uh, chat from New York City and says, Afternoon, everyone. Uh, Jenny, He's a real New Yorker. That's right. He is a real New Yorker. Uh, Jenny, I see you're in there. I'm everywhere. Uh, Dirk Don is in the chat and in all caps says, go to the hobnobbin. Yes, that's what Crazy Joe Derek? calls the hobnob. No, Dirk Don. Derek? From Arrogant Media. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he does our uh, weekly music review here. Good guy. Uh, uh, Mike Pelopita, uh says, good afternoon, everyone. Mike, of course, from another one of our great sponsors, uh, Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Uh, Michael Albert joins us in the chat. Also, Miriam Banish is in there. Uh, Michael Albert says, uh, this is referring to the song I opened with. Q is just 4chan trolling the system by gaming people gullible enough to believe conspiracy theories. Oh, yes, yes. In fact, uh, Dirk uh, called one day and explained that to us in detail, how that all how that all started, but now it's like this. Uh, it's like this whole movement. They're waiting for JFK to come back. It's uh, they're still down there. Oh yeah, it's very, I, very not, exciting. I'm not even kidding. There was a news report earlier talking about people that are still in Texas mm-hmm. waiting for Junior to show up where his dad was killed. Oh God, this makes no sense. Well, this makes no sense. Today could be the day because it is the uh, 58 years now uh, since uh, it's the anniversary of the assassination of JFK. So today, today could be the day. And where else would his dead son want to go to greet him? Oh, wait a minute. It's the dead son that's supposed to come back. Well, I don't know. And miraculously become a politician that he never was. It's all very, hmm. uh, it's all very exciting. However, I, you know, the QAnon shaman, maybe he'll get a little heads up in his 41 months in prison. Yeah. Federal prison. Yeah. Not sorry. Not sad to see that. No, no. Dude actually wrote a hate letter to the vice president of the United States, Mm -hmm. and people are defending that behavior. Of course. Literally wrote on the dais that justice was coming for you, Mike Pence. Seriously, when did that become okay? And these people call that patriotic. Oh, I'm sure Mike Pence doesn't mind. Running around the chamber, half naked, shouting like some kind of barbarian, brain-dead moron. Pence is fine with it all. He doesn't mind. Uh, He still loves them, even though they wanted to hang him. Chased him out with his wife and his daughter nice. and built a gallow out front going, he's, hang my fence. He's fine with all of it. Come on. That's like I was saying on the show that day. You know, I, I don't think he has any man, man parts. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, Miriam Banish says, uh, that's what I love about this show. We can disagree uh, with respect and be respected. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Ricky says, if you're available, we would like you to join us Wednesday evening for our holiday show. Yes, Ricky, of course, the host of uh, Pain Train Pipe Bomb, or, or I think it's called something different now, slightly different name now. You can clarify that for us, Ricky, but uh, drop a link in there if you want to so people know where to find it uh, uh, on Wednesday. Uh, Mel McMell says, wait, so I should cancel trip to Texas to greet JFK? Well, uh, not necessarily. I mean, uh, you know, it could uh, it could happen. Uh, but if it doesn't happen today, then uh, it's probably not happening. So. No, they'll just punt it down the road for another new day. Mm-hmm. It's like the doomsday people. The world is going to end on September 12th. It's November. Oh, the world is going to end on December 12th. Like, this is same story, yeah. different, insert different categories that, unfortunately, unintelligent people fall victim to believe in and then become horrific individuals. Well, I, I just, just no way good for this. Maddie, there's no way good for this. No, it's hard to be precise <laughs> with these things. The ending of the world or uh, JFK rising from the dead. I mean, you know, these, but these, no, wait, it, it's these, junior. That's going to rise from the dead. Well, I don't get that. Well, whatever. I mean, these, uh, these things happen on their own time. I suppose it'd be hard to put senior back together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's uh hmm. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Did they know that Junior died in a plane crash off of Nantucket? Well, it was probably all. He probably didn't really or die. Or Marcus Vineyard, one of the two? It's probably all a conspiracy. Oh, the plane disappeared into the, uh, let's see, Bermuda Triangle, and it's going to come back in 15 years, and everybody will be able to see the future. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's a TV show. That's a TV show that's currently running right now. <laughs> oh, well. There is a TV show running right now about people who disappear on a plane and come back. Uh, Ricky says, uh, we have three shows going on, Pain Train, Pipe Bomb, uh, Pipe Bomb Radio, NYC. That's the one I was thinking of. And Arch Rivals Football. Oh. And Mel McMell says, hey, I knew a guy from Nan- Nantucket. Well, we can't, uh, we can't finish that. It once that was the man from Nantucket. Oh. He stuck his foot in the bucket. Hmm. <laughs> I assume there's more to that, but uh, it is FM radio, of maybe. course, so we can't. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I still can't get over the Q stuff, like that they're still hanging out down there. And I saw that, remember the video footage? They showed video footage. You can see it, people. Just go YouTube it. There are people lining up like they're at, uh, you know, waiting for the, the ticker tape parade to start, waiting for JFK Jr. to murder, to suddenly appear. Where yes. his dad was shot. And they're all on the grassy knoll and everything, waiting, waiting, waiting. Apparently, some of them are still hanging out there in hotels because they think they screwed up the date. He's actually going to come back, like, now. <laughs> so they're all still hanging out down there waiting for him. I hope that those people with the hotels and stuff got the money first. Yeah. They're going to be in trouble. <laughs> well, like I said, it is hard to be uh, precise with these things. Well, yeah, you know, it's the coming back from the dead thing is a little difficult to um, organize, I uh, guess. By the way, so I didn't look at this yet. I wanted to be surprised uh, live on the air, but Mediaite has a story up. You know, I follow uh, all things uh, media and uh, with great interest. Uh, apparently, Joe Rogan has been knocked out of the top spot on Spotify's podcast chart and uh 
By the way, you can uh, get this show on Spotify if you like. Um, so I have no idea who knocked him out, but Joe Rogan's a big, big deal. Ooh, um, I want to know. It says here, Joe Rogan's, the Joe Rogan experience has once again been knocked out of the top spot. Rogan first signed an exclusive deal with Spotify in 2020 in a reported $100 million deal. The platform telling shareholders he, quote, uh, stimulated new user additions, activated first-time podcast listeners, and drove favorable engagement trends, including any- uh, vodcast uh, consumption, unquote. Anything about encouraging dewarming? Uh, doesn't mention that. Oh. Hmm. Um, let's see. <laughs> um, oh, the announcement goes on. The Joe Rogan Experience performed above expectations with respect to new user additions and engagement. Notable Q1 content launches in the U.S. included Renegades, Born in the USA. Uh, all right. We'll skip down here. I just want to know who the... Uh... Yeah. Oh. The the Always Sunny podcast dropped their first three episodes on November 18, releasing their most recent one on Monday to solidify the top spot. Okay, so I assume that's related to... Uh, Oh yeah, okay. So, it so it's, it's a podcast, the Always Sunny podcast. So it's related to all the show, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, the way this is, uh, the way this article is written, it's a little confusing. But, um, but, uh, but then it, it was only uh, briefly, and then Rogan took the top spot back. It says, according to uh, Newseek, the uh, the Joe Rogan Experience reaches an estimated 11 million people per episode. Wow. Yeah, actually, I'm looking at a a, a listing right now for the top podcast in the United States on Spotify. And it does list the Always Sunny podcast as number one. Number two is Joe Rogan and then continues down from there. But I think that I that that show had a, a cult following. I think it's still on. Uh, it, it's, uh, they're in like their uh, 14th uh, season or something. It's pretty incredible. It's very funny. I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time, but uh, yeah, you're right. Fourteen seasons. Oh wow, I was right. Yep. yep. Uh, there, it's uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, hosted by Glenn, Charlie, and Rob. Fifteenth season just dropped. Is, is oh, excuse me. The fifteenth season will be dropping in December of this year. Uh, the guys are going back to what all began in 2005, starting with the very first episode. They'll rewatch every season and give us a deep dive into their memories of creating the show revealing how they first met and discussed how they created a lasting partnership that has endured the better part of two decades Mm. that sounds interesting actually you could kind of get into it i might have to go check that one out for myself the just because deal hey oh what's this breakfast from mickey d's for me yep why because it's morning And you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. 
Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Because that's going to be fun. They're gonna, it's, it's like getting a sum up and continuation all at the same time. Yeah, that's, um, that's a show that really benefited from, has benefited from such a fragmented uh, television market because, um, you know, like when we were kids, it, you know, you had the three major networks and then Fox came along and you had four major networks and you had, you know, little by little, some of these uh, uh, cable, uh, basic cable stations starting to carry original programming as well. But today... You know, there's so many different options, uh, both on cable and streaming options. And, um, you know, so a show can end uh, on one platform, but another platform can pick it up. Because I know Always Sunny has moved a couple of times over the course of its run. Um, and uh, I'm not even sure where you see it now because I haven't watched it in, in quite a few years. That's the part that drives me crazy is trying to follow my show. Like I was watching The Blacklist on... I thought it was Netflix, maybe, or was it Hulu? And then it was on a, a network, Paramount Plus. Then it was on, you know what I mean? Yeah. It like in this, and there, and there's so many series that are like that. They're like pieced out on the different. When we were young, all we had was four, five, seven, thirty-five, and fifty-six, or no, thirty-eight and fifty-six. That was like it. Yeah. That was literally like all we had. and Channel Two. That was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, very... Now it's like you get lost and it's hard to follow some of the seasons because they do move it like that and nobody plays nice with each other. It's not like somebody has an arrow that says, go here for the next one. You got to find it. You got to dig it out somewhere. I used to watch The Blacklist all the time, but even that one's gotten to be kind of annoying because now they have it on this so-called free service on, I think it's Paramount Plus or ABC, something like that. And it... it it's, it half the time it crashes on me trying to watch it, so yeah. I end up giving up because I get frustrated. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about what you did uh, Friday? Yeah, I had a I had an amazing experience. Um, my uh, I I went with my girlfriend to the Three S Art Space, which is located in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. It is, uh, and you can find them online at 3sarts.org, 3sarts.org, and that's in Portsmouth. So they have an amazing art space, and they have got an incredible display of artists, uh, art up right now for viewing um, from the BIPOC community. So actually, it started on the 19th, which was the opening and the uh, reception that I was lucky enough to get to be there and meet some of the artists and see the incredible work up close. and. Some of these pieces are so intricate and and just amazing and mixtures of the materials, but they're going to be running this show until January 2nd. It's uh, part of their Vision and Visibility series, which works to highlight emerging artists in New England based in BIPOC visual artists offering a unique view of their perspectives or perceptions or their personal views or cultural identities and how those are expressed in their artwork. It's, it's truly amazing to see in front. I highly recommend it. It's free and open to the public. This is a day trip. That's just lovely. Take a ride down there. The show's going to be up until January 2nd. Shout out to my friend Yaz, Yasmin, who is an incredible artist 
She's an beautiful friend, and to get to see her work up close and personal was just absolutely breathtaking. It was more than I anticipated, to be quite honest. But I'm ex- I was excited about this place because it's, it's it's in a nice area of Portsmouth. We have, there's plenty of parking around. There's lots of restaurants in the area. Big, beautiful art space that you can go through and really get a feel for these art. The, the work is incredible. I, I, I don't do it enough justice to sit here and tell you that. You really should go. If you love art, go down there before January 2nd to the 3S Art Space in Portsmouth and take a look for yourself. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I wanted to, uh, I was looking for this story before and I lost it and I found it again because we were talking about QAnon. Um, and it is, uh, of course, the anniversary of the assassination of JFK. But I, f- I finally found this story uh, while you were uh, talking just now. Um, this is from RawStory.com. Uh, JFK-obsessed QAnon cultists set off alarms with ominous chatter. Quote, we have to experience physical death. Um, that's how you know these people are committed. It says here, an offshoot branch of the QAnon conspiracy cult appears headed in a new and potentially deadly direction Online conspiracist Michael Brian Protzman drew his followers who call him Negative 48, I guess that's his screen name on QAnon or something, on uh, Fortune, uh, to Dallas last month to await the return of John F. Kennedy and his son, John F. Kennedy Jr. But the tone of his comments turned morbid over the weekend in a video chat. Participants openly discussed their own deaths as part of a journey towards some unknowable truth. Um, oh boy. Said one participant, quote, ultimately, we have to experience that physical death. Let go, come out on the other side, unquote. Uh, no. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> well, nay, nay. Nine. No. Um, what in the world? We're going to end up having another, like, death cult with that kind of thing. What was that one? The one they, they covered each other with flags and brand new sneakers. Oh, is that the hail bop? The uh, the the, the hail bop comet. Yeah. Uh, uh, but what do they call themselves? Uh, oh, have it, was it Heaven's Gate? Heaven's Gate. Yes. yes, yes. And they believed they had to have this this thing like that, real death, and they covered each other up and drank poison and thought that their spirits were going to get sucked out mm-hmm. into the spaceship that was coming in the in the trail of of the uh, of the comet, Halley's comet. Wasn't it Halley's comet? I don't think it was Haley's comet. It was a different comet. Was it? I think, but but that know. was the story, and yeah. they're all dead, and and they didn't go nowhere. They just yeah. died. That's that's all that happens. is certain death. Yeah. Oh God, seriously. Uh, but you know, they won't breed. God, that was terrible to say. Mm. That was terrible to say. But uh, uh, but Maddie, come on now. Well, you know, they're just JFK Junior and JFK Senior. Come on now, Maddie. <laughs> well, that's uh, whatever whatever it is that's uh, no. ne- necessary to reinstall Trump as president, apparently. That's, yeah, because uh, that would really happen, because the Kennedys would just love Trump, right? Mm-hmm. He stood for all those great Democratic... Wait a minute. They're Republicans. The whole family. No, wait. The whole family is Democrats. Yes. So how could they go for the Republican? My brain just like flipped that on me. Well, I don't but know. I've, seriously, I've known. Uh, I've definitely known some Republicans who revere JFK. Uh, I love the Kennedys. Yeah, I mean, it's I grew the Kennedys. up revering it's the Kennedys. The closest thing we've ever had to a royal family. So you know, especially here in New England, so they're it's ours. different. You know, and we uh, get to claim them. That's right. Yes, and they've all been Democrats, all of them. 
How would they in the world? Really? Trump? Jeez, come on. Well, he could have at least got a little closer, maybe said he was going to come back with Reagan on his tail and reinstall Reagan. Well, they're all, look, all <laughs> these, they're all united in a cause. They're all fighting the, uh, the, the, the the molesters at the pizza parlor. That's Yeah, right. The Soros uh, and, and the and families Soros and Bill who Gates are all and pedophiles. Vaccines and, and all of it. And are secretly running the, the, the world. Mm-hmm. And they've hijacked the American government and they're going to move the Vatican over here. Mm-hmm. Wasn't yeah. that during JFK? You know, that, and that it, I say that sarcastically, but it's truth in history. When John F. Kennedy was running for president of the United States, because it was the first Catholic, Catholic, there was a, there were, a, a, was a belief out there, conspiracy theories, and it was, they were papering it out there, telling people that you can't elect Kennedy because he will move the Vatican to the United States and the mm-hmm. Catholic Church will take over America. That was legitimately one of the oh, yeah. things that they said. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, so I say that jokingly, but in truth, that's what was said. And there's actually been some rumbles of that starting, I've noticed, with Biden being our second Catholic ever elected. Yes. There has been nastiness on some of these websites where they're demonizing Catholics now. Oh, yeah. Which I found really interesting. Catholics is the one branch of Christianity that the other branches like segregate sometimes. You know what I mean? Like you see nastiness here in New England. That that was a thing for a while, especially when the Italian uh, Italians. The um, I remember my friend's Grammy telling me how hard it was to be an Irish Catholic in Plymouth, Massachusetts, mm. in the early years, and there were literally signs that would say "No Irish need apply," like for real. Yeah. Now that area has a lot of people who are Catholic, but it was something to cause people to to pick on you or to go after you. And again, I'm seeing that in the media now. I mean, I have seen some negative things coming out about Catholics that are because Biden is president. Oh, of course. Well, you know, to a lot of uh, a lot of I think particularly uh, evangelicals were really upset, too, with uh, the pope when Pope Francis became pope and he started saying things like, you know, maybe we should uh, take care of each other and uh, feed hungry people and clothe people who don't have any clothing. And, you know, the kind of stuff uh, Jesus might have said, oh, Christians uh, everywhere just went nuts. Like, what kind of a man of God says Jesus stuff? I thought that was the best Thing ever. I loved well, it when yeah. he was throwing cardinals out of their expensive homes. You yeah. shouldn't be living in this. Sell it and yeah. give the money to the poor. No, I agree. Go but, to the monastery. Get in a room. But a lot of people don't like that. I they're loved like, it. They're like, whoa, he's he's uh, he's taking this uh, whole uh, Christianity thing a little seriously. This uh, this uh, what kind of a man of God actually uh, tries to practice actual Christianity? That's not allowed. I thought he's that a, was awesome. He's a socialist. He he thinks we people human beings should actually care about other human beings. He's a socialist pope. Uh, well, there's still <laughs> I still the only thing about the Catholic thing that they haven't straightened 100 percent out yet. It drives me nuts is is abuses yeah, in the church. Yeah. You know this. Thankfully though, this pope has been one to deflock. Mm-hmm. Where in the past defrock. they would yeah frock, flock. Frock. Well, that's a bird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but right, like they would in the past, they would just maneuver them around from different places. Oh so yeah, like nobody knew you. Oh yeah. Now they'll actually, you know, take the collar away and kick them out. Yeah, 
Yeah. But that took how long? Sinead O'Connor was canceled before canceling was a thing for tearing up a, a picture of the Pope on mm -hmm. Saturday Night Live. And it was the first time anybody had done something like that. And it was an act specifically targeting the child abuses in the Catholic Church. That was why she did it. Yeah. Was about child abuse, and she was ostracized. She was canceled. She was booed off stages. Mm -hmm. People called her everything in the in the book. And here we are, twenty, thirty, whatever, some odd years later, and it's true. Everything she said was true. Everything she was trying to put light on was true, and and that tortured. That's tortured her through life. The way she was treated. I mean, I don't know where she's at now. I hope she can see some solace in the fact that. People know she was telling the truth then and, and now. But that was a big deal when we were young. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember. Yeah. People were burning her CDs or albums. Well, yeah. we didn't have CDs then. There were albums and tapes. Don't make fun of me. Mm. <laughs> but No, there were CDs then. Was there CDs then? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the, the backlash was enormous. Yeah, she was, she was canceled before that was a thing. Um, so it says here... Uh, an, an administrator for Plotsman's Telegram channel posted an ominous screenshot hours later that showed the destination on a navigation app as Waco, Texas, where a months-long standoff between law enforcement and the Branch Davidian religious sect ended in the fiery deaths of 76 people, including 25 children. Um, Mike Rothschild, the author of The Storm is Upon Us, tweeted, quote, uh, the moment when the leaders of a cultic group start uh, talking about the need for physical deaths to reach utopia, unquote. Um, one woman whose sister left her husband and three children behind to join Protzman's group in Texas is increasingly concerned about her involvement and doubts she'll see her alive again. Wow. Uh, Kathy Gamer uh, Garner rather uh, said quote she left her children for this and doesn't even care she is missing birthdays and holidays for this she truly believes this is all real and we are the crazy ones for trying to get her to come home but she won't I don't believe she will ever come back from this we are in mourning unquote uh, Garner's sister has given about $200,000 to Protzman's group cut off all communication with her family and has been taking a hydrogen peroxide solution to protect against COVID-19. Oh, God. And experts in cults and extremist groups share her alarm about what may be coming next for his followers. Uh, Very good reason to be a, in an alarm. And that's what they yeah. do. They separate you from the people that you know and love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the first thing that they do. Well, they're not the right kind of Christian, or they're not the right kind of insert whatever you call yourself. So you can't be around them anymore because they will corrupt you. And you want to go to eternal heaven, right? You don't want to go to hell. So you can't be around things that are corrupting. Mm -hmm. I was in one like that when I was young. I'll never forget after I'd had this service thing done, I was seen coming out of a store wearing jeans. And I was turned in for it mm. and admonished for for. Well, basically being a, you know, streetwalker because mm. I put on a pair of jeans. And then they told me I had to stop talking. I had to move out of my parents' house and move in with one of them. Yeah. And stop talking to my parents. Yeah. Yeah. That's But that's what it is. They brainwash you into believing that they've got the one-way ticket to heaven, eternal life, follow us. 
Give us everything you got. Yeah. Um, Carolyn Orbueno, a behavioral scientist who studies social media manipulation and far-right extremism, uh, tweeted, quote, these are basically the exact same spiritual slash religious teachings that the guy in California was getting into just before he brutally murdered his two young children, unquote. Um, yeah. Well, I'm reminded of, uh, you know, there's, um, he's, he's told, I can repeat it freely because he's told the story. He told the story more than once on the air back when I was, um, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've heard the story though. Of what? Back when I was uh, Gary Hopper's co-host on Rock, Paper, Hand Grenades, he told the story of when he was, I, I, I forget if he was a teenager or in his early 20s, but he was somewhere, he was in a city for some reason. He wasn't, he wasn't around here. He was in Boston or something, and, and he encountered uh, this uh, girl around his age who was um, outside, um, approaching people, asking them if they wanted to take a survey or something. Mm. And and she was attractive, and he was like, sure. And, um, it, like, he took the survey, and it, it turned out she was a Scientologist. Oh. Did you ever hear this story? I don't he, think so. He got sucked in briefly. Oh. She was a Scientologist, and, um, and he was kind of, you know, searching, you know, as people that age, or I guess at any age, can be, but... You know, especially when, you know, like when you're in your early 20s and, you know, you want to kind of latch on to something spiritually or whatever. And um, he so he kind of got, you know, like she wanted to give him more tests or something. You know, she's like, well, come with me and we'll go to the office. And, you know, he was like, OK. And um, and I guess it ended up like mo for multiple days he was with these people and then he noticed that they were um, they were at some sort of facility where they had a giant portrait of L. Ron Hubbard or something, and they were all worshiping L. Ron Hubbard. And he was like, "This seems wrong," and and so he got out of it. He just he left and never went back. And and there was no I know that um, like celebrities have talked about how you know they get high up in the church and then they the quote unquote Church of Scientology. And then they leave and they get harassed. Yeah. You know, and all that. But he yeah. said he said there were there were no repercussions for him because he was only he was only a few days in. So oh, he was so he never really went all in then. Right. So he he just he started getting creeped out and he was like, Yeah, no. And he left and and you know, nobody ever uh Nobody hooked him up to a machine? I think they did. I think I remember him talking about that. They call it auditing, where they hook you up to a machine and they try to get the uh the bad thetans out of your bloodstream or something or whatever it is they do. Just whatever made, made up crazy stuff is. But yeah, because I think the I remember him talking about that. that are crawling around in your brain. But I think he was there for less than a week. And, and then he just, he was like, yeah, that's it. I'm out. And and that was it. They, he never heard from any of them. So they didn't try to try mm -hmm. to follow him or anything like that. But yeah, people fall into some crazy stuff. Uh, by the way, uh, Kristen Lacoste, also known as DJ Reckless, is in the Facebook live chat, says, what's up, crew? Uh, been in the ER waiting room since 11 a.m. Uh, yes, he's uh, having his migraines addressed. Uh, P. Trouble Morris is in the chat and says, uh, imagine loving a politician. Well, I don't know there if was I... one. Hmm? You love me. 
No, but loving, I think he means loving as in like worshiping, idolizing a politician. Oh. Like the way like the way a lot of MAGA people do Trump. You know, I he's, used to feel like that about Ron Paul. He's a messiah to them. Yes. A Not lot a of, messiah, but I just he was like grandpa and yeah, Trump he is, made sense. Trump is unique in that sense. way. But grandpa, yeah, no. But yeah, Trump's people, not a grandpa. People do uh no, he, but I mean he's like the sleazy old club guy. Yeah, but they do kind of worship him. I mean, they were worshiping a golden calf. Not a golden calf. Uh, that was a Freudian slip. But a golden statue of uh, uh, at the first CPAC after the election, a golden statue of Trump. Oh, yeah, that had a gold Trump. head of Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just like a golden calf. No, it's um, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a level of adulation that I've never— I've, I always say, you know, Reagan would be uh, envious of the adulation of the, the Republicans. Uh, not all, not all, You sure about but, that? I mean, like, everything he espoused got thrown out the window with that guy. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Trump, they, they, they were so... The 11th commandment, thou shalt not speak ill of another Republican. They were, uh, <laughs> they they so deeply loved Reagan. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the patron saint of modern conservatism, and then Trump came along, and they just completely, now they never, they've never, when, when's the last time you heard a Republican mention Reagan? Not anymore. They, they used never to name do. all their stuff after him and yep. everything. Yep. Now he's persona non grata. He's not that kind of Republican anymore. Yep. They couldn't care less about him now. Freaky. Trump. Trump's the better Republican. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trump is all that matters. We're all in. The golden head Trump. Uh, Mel McMell says, I totally have a crush on this pope. And she also said, corrupting people is my favorite hobby. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Scott Robinson says, uh, Leah Remini, uh, she came out and had a series. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was a Scientologist. Yeah, and, uh, she, she ripped them to shreds. She was raised in it. Yeah. It wasn't just that she converted or something. She was raised in it. So yeah. for her to break away was really hard. She had to leave her whole family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but apparently if you stick with it, you eventually get to find out uh, uh, some... Which, uh, which volcano the Thadens come some, out of? Some, yeah, some nonsense. Apparently Isn't it supposed uh, to be aliens coming out of a volcano that are trapped in there by somebody else? Oh, maybe. Or, or was that an Egyptian? No. Was it a Hawaiian? No, maybe. It's all very... Uh, Alps might have had... Yeah. Hmm. It's all very confusing. Um, science is a wonderful thing. Can we just stick in the science world, you know? You know, recent discoveries have shown that mankind didn't necessarily all develop out of Africa. May yeah. have actually developed in multiple places around the world, such as Scandinavian Vikings. Oh. Ha! Mm. Vikings are cool. Mm. <laughs> um, 603-250-6007 is a number if you'd like to join us. 603-250-6007. Uh, John Hopwood in the chat says, the Bishop of Rome is the Antichrist. Wow, that's uh, that's a little strong. By the way, we haven't heard from uh, Father Bruno lately. I hope he's all right. He might have gotten kicked out of Rome again. Uh, P. Trouble Morse says, Scientology is no more ridiculous than any other religion. Yeah, I don't know about that. They're all ridiculous. Well. Is that what he's saying? He's saying they're all ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But but I but I think Scientology is uh, you know a special kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Which one does that? I think they all have levels of insanity. Yeah. We could do that. We could build a scale of insanity and rate religions. Right. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of uh, media. Um, apparently a couple of, uh, a couple of conservatives have quit Fox News. Yeah, I saw that. This is from rawstory.com. Standing up. Two conservative Fox News mainstays quit over Tucker Carlson's January 6th lies. Um, 
says here at Fox, far-right opinion host Tucker Carlson has not only been a supporter of Hungarian strongman uh, Viktor Orban and promoted the racist, anti-Semitic great replacement theory, uh, he has also been an apologist for the insurrectionists who violently assaulted the Capitol on January 6th in the hope of stopping Congress from certifying, well, we all know what that was about. And Carlson's coverage of January 6th is so far beyond the pale that two conservative journalists... Uh, have left Fox News because of it. Long-term ones, too. Yeah, yeah. Not this ones that came in recently. These ones have been there for a while. Those conservatives are Jonah Goldberg and Stephen Hayes. Uh, so not not uh, household names, necessarily. I am familiar with Jonah Goldberg, but not so much Stephen Hayes. Uh, it says Goldberg is known uh, as uh, the editor for National Review, and Hayes was with the now-defunct Weekly Standard, whose Bill Kristol uh, started the bulwark with fellow never-Trump conservative uh, Charlie Sykes following the Standard's demise, um, because Bill Kristol is a never-Trumper. Um, quote, uh, this is from the story uh, that was reported uh, by NPR, quote, two long-term conservative Fox News commentators have resigned in protest of what they call a pattern of incendiary and fabricated claims by the network's opinion hosts in support of former President Donald Trump. In separate interviews with NPR, Stephen Hayes and Jonah Goldberg uh, pointed to a breaking point earlier this month, network star Tucker Carlson's three-part series on the January 6th siege of the U.S. Capitol that relied on fabrications and conspiracy theories to exonerate the Trump supporters who participated in the attack, unquote. Goldberg and Hayes, uh, NPR notes, uh, became mainstays of Brett Baer's special report when Fox News hired them in 2009. And together, uh, they started the conservative website, The Dispatch. Goldberg, interviewed by NPR, uh, said of Patriot Purge, that was the name of uh, Carlson's three-part series, quote, it's basically saying that the Biden regime is coming after half the country, and this is a war on terror 2.0. It traffics in all manner of innuendo and conspiracy theories that I think legitimately could lead to violence. That, for me and for Steve, was the last straw, unquote. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Uh, speaking to NPR, Hayes, vehemently, Hayes was vehemently critical of Fox News for airing promotional videos for Carlson's Patriot Purge series. He said, quote, I thought it was irresponsible to put that out into the public airwaves. The trailer for the series basically gave people the impression that the U.S. government was coming after all patriots, half of the country, in the word 
of one of the protagonists in the piece, and that the federal government was going to be using the tools and tactics that it used to go after al-Qaeda. And that's not happening. That's not true. It's a narrative that's contradicted by certainly the vast collection of legal documents charging those who participated in January 6th. The broad reporting by a wide variety of news outlets on what happened on January 6th, then and in the time since, and contradicted in part by Fox News's own news site and the reporting that people on the news side have done, unquote. Goldberg also said, quote, being a Fox News contributor is kind of a brass ring in conservative and right-wing circles, and I was well compensated. I'm not looking to be a martyr or ask for pity or any of that kind of stuff, but it's a significant financial hit for sure, and it's also cutting yourself off from a very large audience. We don't regret the decision, but we found it regrettable that we had to make the decision, unquote. So there you go. Yeah, didn't he pretty much go treat the insurrectionists as if they were like tourist vacationers just wandering through the halls? Well, that is uh, that is the right wing uh, narrative of of some some people uh, push that. Narrative. How do you call yourself a pa- a patriot and justify people murdering a cop at the same time? Like, how does that work? This is I swear we're in the twilight zone, Maddie. Yeah, I left this planet somewhere along the line. Because those worlds didn't usually go together. Didn't used to be that way. Thanks, Trump. (laughs) Well, yes. How is it right? Really, it's a conspiracy. These people bust themselves through. They break windows. They go through the halls. They take stuff. They break stuff. They go up on the dais and leave a death threat for the vice president of the United States. And that's patriotism? Are you kidding me? Well. Under whose definition? Who defines patriotism? Last time I checked, patriotism was like my grandfather putting on a Marine uniform for 30 years and going to war. That was patriotism. Running into the fire. Yo. Well, everybody else is running away. Standing up for your country. Standing up for democracy. Making sure no no one is left down. No one's trampled upon, that everyone's voice is heard. Now we kill cops, throw fire extinguishers at them. No, uh, took one guy's eye out, one of the cops, just took his eye out. Mm-hmm. You know, hitting him with baseball bats, taking the American flag and beating a cop over the head with it. How in the heck is that patriotism? Somebody explain this to me, how you can call that patriotism and then you say a prayer for it oh please oh please well i'm i'm sure i'm sure whoever was beating a police officer with the american flag was just uh enjoying the irony of the moment you can see it you can (laughs) see it we can all see it on film great thing about the 21st century 90 percent of what you do is filmed and we can all see it caught beat over the head with an american flag Dude hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Dude killed. Cop killed. Protecting the American Capitol. And you guys are supporting the ones that killed him. We have a funeral for the cop that dies. And you people are protesting. When the heck did that become patriotic? Well, you know, sometimes these uh, tourist uh, events, they get out of hand, I guess. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? 
a disabled veteran. Ah, John Hopwood, how are you? I didn't say I was John Hopwood. Oh, are you John C. Hopwood? Disagreeable? I, I could be a, a uh, John Hopwood impersonator for all you know. That's true. This could be Gonzo. Well, no, because if it was Gonzo, uh, you wouldn't actually sound like John Hopwood. Oh, no, no. Right. It could be Elizabeth Roth, but no, I'm oh. not fessing up to that. Yes, yes. Where'd you go, Hoppy? Yeah, uh, you know, I hear Jenny uh, going on and on and on and on. Which, yeah? You know, she takes my she takes my place as somebody, uh, you know, <laughs> passionately uh, talks about uh, things and what she believes. But doc- as Dr. Johnson said a quarter of a millennia ago, Patriotism is the last refuge of scoundrel. And personally, I don't know why anybody would call themselves a patriot. Except, you know, the guys on the field. How many, how many men are on a, uh, in a football squad, uh, Matty? Uh, 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 74, I think. I'm 200? Not sure. Somewhere around. I think it's between 74 and 13. Because you have to rotate them for each inning. That's right. That's right. Mm. On the quarter hour. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then there's the, always the, the issue about the goalie, whether he should be on the field or up in the so, stand. Come on, Hoppy. You don't like what I had to say? Mm. Give it to me. What's I up? Don't, uh, I don't believe in patriotism. I'm sorry you don't believe in patriotism. Why? I was Why raised be to believe in it. I was raised to believe that you're supposed to, like, care about your country and stuff. Why? Why would you care about your – why would you be raised to – to care about my uh, country, to care Vietnam about protecting War. the liberties and freedoms that we do have and get the ones that we should have as a woman. There's, there's so many different reasons to be grateful for I living in this company, country. I uh, Vietnam War by a World War II disabled veteran. And believe me, uh, World War II veterans were very cynical about all that stuff. All that stuff about the greatest generation. Uh, most veterans of World War II are more like Archie Bunker. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, but, you know, yeah, Hoppy, you can say that and everything, but I'm going to sound like you. Go overseas. Go to another country and try and live there the way we live here. We have so much. Well, I know much. plenty of people that live overseas. My brother lives in England. That's so not where I'm talking Paul. about England. I'm talking about France, Kenya, where they're still practicing female genocide and genital mutilation. I'm talking about they are in, uh, in Iraq or in Afghanistan where women right now are hiding because they're, they're, they're targets to be killed because they used to be police officers or politicians involved in government, and we, America, left them behind. But what I do know what is about, what— about uh, Colin Powell died recently, and not a single person—they said he was a patriot—talked about his role in whitewashing and covering up the My Lai Massacre— in which over 500, about 500 Vietnamese civilians, including Hoppy, old men, you pull it out women, one guy and babies, in, were murdered. Nice try. As if it was friggin' the what's that group of people that went around murdering Jews in uh, Russia before they created? I, the I'm camp very familiar with them. that. My grandmother told me the stories Eisen. of how her parents escaped. But that is not what I'm talking about, Hoppy. I'm talking about here wow. in the 21st century, right life. now. What we it. have in America is so much more than people around the world. We have so much to be grateful for, so much to protect, in and so much more work to do to get even better than we are now. We shouldn't be stopping. It's not like, oh, we got it great once, and let's just stop. 
We have good things here. Women can work. Women can go to college. Women can live alone. I don't have to have a guy sign on my bank account. These things don't exist for people elsewhere. And that's not true in the European Union. I'm not talking about the European. That's Europe. not true in Poppy. France, Poppy, Sweden, Poppy, Poppy. Your... Nice try, buddy. Let's go back to what no, I said. Afghanistan, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, the EU, the India. Civilians in my lifetime. I'm so talking. What? what was the? What was murdering the civilians? I was. I am talking about preserving and protecting what we have and working towards even greater. If you can't get on that train with me, I'm sorry. Well, I think that the patriotism is crap. It's it's a lie. It's propaganda. And we have a you know I see people in these humongous trucks now that are the size of tanks because of the cheap gasoline brought about. By this endless oil war we'd have since uh, 2001. Also brought to you by that great patriot, Colin Poe, partly. Well, if we're going to go there, you want to go with talk shutting down the American production, jacking the price up, making us have less (laughs) supply than demand. But seriously, Hoppy, you're you're dirty in my water with other stuff. That ain't got nothing to hey, do with I what I'm serve, talking about. I served. Good. I know you served, I'm and I thank you for your veteran. service. And you know what? You have no. And... I don't. You know all that stuff. Thank you for your service. That's another irritant. <laughs> I mean, just let's just look at things as they are. The Vietnam now, veteran I that I worked with to get. Six, I did a call. Co- talk about this patriotic stuff. John, <laughs> you're one person. How dare you speak for everyone? There are others. Oh, oh, I have yep. servicemen and, and women you're, you're asking me to get them recognized. There are servicemen and women that do like to be thanked. There are ones that actually fought for recognition. They came to the Statehouse in Concord and fought to get Vietnam veterans recognized the way they should have been because they weren't when they originally came back. There are people oh, out there that wow. do want to hear that. Wow, so just because wow, you wow. don't doesn't mean everybody <laughs> shouldn't. Veteran. Keep going, Hoppy. Keep going, Hoppy. Bottom line is, as a woman living in the United States, I appreciate the the freedoms that I have that my grandfather and you fought for. You may not appreciate that. I'm sorry, but I do. I uh, I wasn't brainwashed that way. I was brainwashed to stand. I don't want to be (laughs) Afghanistan. I I want America to do more than we are. We left people in Afghanistan. We left people in Afghanistan that if they're not dead yet, they're going to be. If they haven't been raped yet, they are going to be. A country that defeated the Soviet Union that we should never have been in anyway. We were, the bottom line is we were there for two decades. And we just walked out and left them. And left them. we could have walked out of Vietnam. We taught young women, 20-year-old women right now who never knew anything but America being there. We taught them to get educated. We We taught them to be powerful women. And then we left them to be annihilated, to be destroyed, to be sold off. People in Afghanistan are selling their children right now because they can't feed their kids because we left. That's propaganda. No, it's not not propaganda. It's fact. It's fact. Watch. Go online and actually look at some of the people who are over there showing you live footage of what's going on over there, and then tell me I'm you, a liar. You mean the, the type of stuff like that justified the, the, the war in 2003 when we found out that that was just propaganda and they put people for the Congress that weren't who they said they were? I, um, 
I feel like this is one of those instances where you're you're having two different arguments. <laughs> oh yeah, we all we often I often have those with you. Yes, yes, this is true. <laughs> I, My I may have had one of those or five or twenty with Poppy before. Yes, yes. When I hear, I, I'm sure we agree on, on all sorts of things. Oh, we always do. Right, the an abomination of what's happening. Uh, but uh, just the word patriotism. But, like, remember, I predicated, I was brought up during the Vietnam War where there was no censorship. And yeah. it was like, Talk about a divided Hannah. country. Those that were and serving and those that people, were drafted. Listen, most veterans, the thing we have to deal with is that it wasn't worth it. And we, we might tell ourselves stuff that it was, but that comes after the fact. Yeah. Killing people is horrible. Oh, well, if we can just get people to stop killing people, that'd be great. That did that'd be real oh, great. <laughs> you know? And when's that ever gonna but, you know, when's that ever gonna happen? <laughs> we live in a world where human beings decide that if their way is the right way, they're gonna kill everybody else. Convert or die still exists. Just change the title of whatever you want to insert in there. You know, the thing about the a clockwork orange, which is why it's so still so savage and so well dismaying. It's because it shows something that combat veterans have told me. People, it's easier to kill than you think. And mm. some of the veterans actually get into it. But uh, yeah. because when you go to war, you kill everybody, men, women, and children. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a dirty fact about it. But, you know, I just don't like the word patriotism, so I always think of... Uh, what would you rather use? Dr. Johnson. But, of course, the unsaid thing about Dr. Johnson and two from 1750 was there was actually a political faction in Parliament called the Patriots because it was paid patriotism oh. in England. And so he's actually criticizing them. Do you feel, uh, the do, do you feel that there's a very thin line? Is, is part of the, the problem there's such a thin line between patriotism and jingoism? Yes. That's very good. Yeah. Like the other day when we were talking about uh, written house, I learned something listening to you, yeah. which, is, which is which is rare for me. <laughs> well, I'm glad. No, I'm sympathetic to what Jeremy's saying and everything. It's just, yeah. it's just I guess the word page, patriotism is the triggering. Right, right. And of course, we lost Tom Brady. We lost Tom Brady, and now we've only got twelve players. Tom Brady died. No, they uh, shipped him off to. Oh. Uh, the uh, Edmonton Alouettes in oh. the Canadian Football League. Oh, right, right. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. Those there was Canucks. Something to do with Kraft, the owner, and the stock manipulation, and, you know, Trump and the oil sands mm -hmm. and all that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that figures. Okay. <laughs> well, I had my good argument for the day. Yes. I heard Jenny going. You're welcome. <laughs> right. Love you, Jenny. Love you, too. Happy to oblige. Keep fighting for what you believe in. Always. All right. Very yeah. good. All right, Bye. John. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. All right. That was uh, John Hopwood. Or was it? Um, there were a couple. We'll, we'll go to break in a moment. But there were a couple of comments in the uh, chat room about the, the subject. Um, Scott Robinson said, uh, as a former Marine who has lots of friends who are Marines. Unfortunately, they all follow every word of Trump to the point where I can't even have a discussion with them anymore. Uh, so we just leave it alone all the time. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
Tony Petrello says, uh, referring to Afghanistan, we left that country because its government abandoned them and their military abandoned them. And why should we fight a war that they're not willing to fight themselves? Oh, I, uh, I, I basically agree, Tony. I don't, um, I, I have no quarrel. Uh, I don't think any of us have a quarrel with leaving Afghanistan. It was the way it was done. Exactly. No, I'm not against. I wasn't. Don't mistake what I'm saying. Yeah. Leaving Afghanistan is the right thing to do, but it should have been done in the right way, and we should not have pulled out all of our troops the way that we did. Yeah. What we've left behind is horrible. Yeah. I've watched live videos. I've seen a lot of, uh, like a lot of the independent film artists that, that the news art people who are out there trying to show people what's really going on on the ground. When you watch those videos, when you watch a parent selling their kid, because like the rest of them are gonna die. Yeah. That's happening. That's yeah. happening way too much. I think it was 2020 that did a recent story and you literally watch this man who's like 70 walk away with this little girl who's like 10 after handing the money. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Well, we are uh we are past the top of the hour. Uh we're a bit past it actually. So let's take a break and uh we'll play ah, it was a song I haven't played in a while. Uh, a little uh, David Bowie. That's appropriate. Cool. And uh, and then we'll. Ooh, uh, I think I know it's you know, one. You know, yeah, I think I've, I know it's one. Played it before, my, yeah. Might be my favorite. That's right. And then we'll uh, we'll show some love to our amazing sponsors, and then we'll be back with hour number two. Don't go away. More unleashed coming up. Welcome back. We are well in hour number two, numero dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our listeners across the nation and around the globe online. And of course, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc., Today is Monday, November 22nd, 2021. Uh, Jenny is here as well at the news desk. I'm present. Yes, yes. November's almost up. And uh, it's over. I know, yes. Uh, thank you, by the way, to uh, Fred Bonig uh, from the Daily Ripple. I haven't heard from Fred in a while, but he dropped a link in the Facebook live chat to a song called Insurrection Song, January 6th, uh, by the great... Uh, Grant Peebles and um, I hadn't uh, I hadn't heard the song before, but I I took a chance and I'm glad I did. Great, uh, yeah, great that song. Was funny. Great song. Yes. Or it looks like the entire title is Insurrection Song January 6th, the Battle Hymn of the Democracy. Oh, so very nice, very nice. Enjoyed that uh, quite a bit. Uh, let's see. I do want to remind you, of course, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street. Uh, don't go there today. Monday and Tuesday is their weekend, but they are open Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, Thursday nights, they have Trivia Night, hosted by the great Bill Cini. Uh, Friday nights, they have live music. Uh, they have Sunday brunch. And they've got a couple of specific events. But um, this week, they will be closed. 
on Thursday and Friday. Oh, okay. So they're for closed the holiday. both for Thanksgiving and Black I Friday. Thought I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that I actually eyeballed. Oh, okay. A special thing from them. Here we go. I've got it. Wednesday they are open. Wednesday they are open 12 p.m. to 1 a.m. Karaoke with DJ Joe starting at 8 p.m. until midnight. Thursday and Friday they will be closed. They are giving their peeps time off for their families. Saturday they'll be open from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. Happy hour all day for small business Saturday. And Sunday they'll be open from noon to 5 p.m. You can go and have mimosas and breakfast sandwiches and all kinds of numminess. Very good, very good. And they've got an event, too, uh, coming up on December 5th. They've got the Gender Blender Drag Show. I hear those are a rage. Yeah? Yeah, I've heard those are really great. Um, Very good, very good. And, of course, they have uh, the best part, the delicious gourmet pretzels and the craft beer. So great food, great service, a wonderful family that owns and operates it. And, of course, I want to remind you, too, the big event coming up uh, December 2nd. Uh, in which uh, WMNH 95.3 is uh, participating, and uh, Matt Cushane, who I'll be finally meeting for the first time from Hope for NH, and of course, uh, Peter White of The Morning Show. You know, they've been coordinating all of this with some other folks as well. And this year, uh, this program will be involved in the event as well, the annual Miracle on Elm Street. Uh, This is the second annual Miracle on Elm Street. It seems like it's been longer, but I think it's... They've always done stuff. Right, they've all... Right. This became a a really great, cool Manchester event. Yeah. For a great Manchester downtown radio station to get involved with is awesome. Yep. And then the partnerships with everybody else. They have the Mm -hmm. partnership with the... the, Help me. The bonfire? Thank you. (laughs) Bonfire. Forgive me, forgive me. Yes, we're going to be uh, broadcasting there all day. They're the ones that have the funny stools. Yes, So when you sit in, it looks like you could have, like, a a horse's rear end or or something like that. They're wicked funny. It's got the country vibe there, but yes. (laughs) Uh, The bonfire, uh, the day starts, of course, at 7 a.m. with the morning show. And this program will also be broadcasting there uh, live uh, 4 to 6 p.m. So, but I think we're also going to be broadcasting in between the shows as well from Bonfire. So, uh, this is I'll, awesome. I'll, uh, I'll tell you more when I know more as the. Is uh, there a telethon too? As the day gets close. Well, yeah, it's going to be an all day telethon. All day. Yep, yep. All so, day. I don't know if we're literally going to be live all day from there or not, but like I said, as, as the day gets closer and Peter. Uh, has more details for me. I will let you all know. But uh, I, you know, I, be cool. I told Peter uh, early on. I said, "Hey, I'm just going to block the day out on my calendar, so I'm available and ready for, uh, for whatever. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm up for uh, whatever, whatever I the day brings." I hope people come down. Oh, I want yeah. people to come down and see us. Yes, yes. It's a WMNH family day. Yeah, yeah. I'm liking it. Really looking forward to that. So you that's, realize uh, it's only like a week and a half. I think. Only like a week and a half away. Yeah, barely even this that month's long, like yeah. flown by. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, I'd be remiss if I don't bring it up, so I am going to bring it up to make sure that I, I cover all the bases. But November is a uh, awareness month for CRPS or Complex Regional Pain Syndrome, which is the wonderful disease that I have, and a lot of my friends do. If you go to rsd.org, rs, help me out, Maddie. Oh, my brain got stuck there. I'm sorry. Um, reflex sympathetic dystrophy is the secondary name, but most people nowadays are calling it CRPS. It's the most painful disease known to modern medicine. It was discovered way back during the Civil War, and doctors to this day have no approved 
treatments for this. There are doctors who are trying to fight for that. One of our own here in New Hampshire, Dr. No, is working with the ketamine task force to have ketamine infusions specifically approved for CRPS patients. It's the only thing that has shown promise and difference for patients with a disease that 70% of people either try to or succeed in committing suicide because it is that bad. Um, so when we raise awareness, we hope that people go and check, go look it up, find out a little bit more information and be aware because we believe that there are people out there that don't get diagnosed and should be. It's called an orphan disease because it only affects less than 250,000 people in the United States, but that's still a lot of people. So better diagnostics, earlier interventions can make a difference between somebody being able to keep the ability to walk or having a limb amputated. Mm -hmm. It's that drastic. So in an effort to raise awareness, painting the world orange and flames for us, please look up CRPS, be aware, and look out for your own families. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. So we've got about a half hour left if you'd like to get in with a call. Uh, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat, but the best thing to do is give us a call at 603-250-6007. By the way, we mentioned um, that we won't spend much time on this, but uh, T Tony Petrello made a comment in the chat room um, we talked briefly about Afghanistan, uh, going to break. And Tony said, I'm pretty sure Biden hastily did that, uh, and pulled them out because he wanted to be the guy that was known for getting them out of Afghanistan. Oh, hundred percent. Xavier University is tackling Ohio's nursing shortage by giving individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an opportunity to accelerate into the profession. Whether you studied accounting, biology, marketing, or anything in between, our ABSN program can prepare you for nursing practice in as few as 16 months. So if nursing is your calling, now's the time to answer it. Enroll for one of three terms at our locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, or Columbus. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Yeah, and I think he agreed. And I think he naively thought it was going to be a lot easier uh, than it turned out to be. Because if he, if he honestly, if he had any idea how messy it was going to, to get, I don't think he would have made those public statements prior to that, saying, you know, it's not going to look like Vietnam and whatnot. And it ended up being uh, being pretty rough. And I think I think there's still Americans there. Oh yeah, who have not been. Oh yeah, there's uh, other retrieved. countries that have actually stepped in and taken. Yeah, some of our people as well that have managed to get out. But there are a lot of servicemen and women that served in Afghanistan that have actually been helping the people that they knew and worked with the interpreters and doctors and nurses and so forth that they worked with to get them out. Yeah. Because they know what the dangers are. But no, I agree with him 100% on, on what Biden, Biden did. And the, thing that, the other thing that Biden did was he dug in. When it all blew up, when everything blew up in such a short period of time in the world and it was falling apart, Rather than go, we made a mistake and go back and fix it, he dug in. 
He dug in. It was more important to save face for him and appear strong than it was to admit to an error and try and do something about it before it got as bad as it did. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. But I think, I think there was a political calculus that, you know, ripped the band. I'm not, I'm not, uh, justifying it at all when I say this, but I'm just saying, I think there was a political calculus at a certain point that, uh, you know, let's rip the bandaid off and get it over with. And I, I think with, with the idea being that eventually it would fade from memory, you know, and, and I think it, it will, I think it has somewhat, um, you for know. Americans. Sure. For the Afghanis. Oh, heck no. No, no. They're like, so many of them are lives are over yeah. and they're terrified. I was watching an interview with a woman who's literally hiding. She was trained by the Americans and was serving as a police officer in Afghanistan. And she's on a hit list mm-hmm. because of that. Because mm-hmm. she's been trained in that way. She's on a list. They're, they're trying to kill her. And anybody else that was like that. Any young lady that was ever taught to do that. Taught to be a lawyer. Taught to be a doctor. Taught to be a nurse. Taught to be an engineer. An expert. They're all hiding or already dead or sold off or covered up and it's killing me. It kills me that we're that this is this is what the world is is allowing to happen. Cause we're all sitting here watching it happen. We're all right. watching this femicide occur. We're all gonna watch these little kids get sold off. Um, it's killing me. It's killing me. There was uh today, you know, and I, I didn't have uh I didn't have much of a chance to uh, pay close attention to the Rittenhouse uh, trial, which is why I didn't weigh in much on it. But I've been able to uh, focus a little bit more on the Ahmad Arbery uh, trial going on, and of course, uh, closing arguments today. And I, I did not, uh, I was not able to take in um, in full either uh, of the, you know, the closing arguments by the defense or the prosecution, but. Just what I was able to, um, what I was able to take in, I just an observation. I I feel like there's um, a lot more uh, competence uh, in this trial. You know, something that people seem to kind of agree on. You know, despite the disparate uh, views and um, ideas ab- about Rittenhouse, th- there seem to be some agreement that the prosecution really was not very effective in the Rittenhouse trial. These two cases are are apples and oranges. Yeah. They can't be mixed together. No, but I but I do feel like the prosecution seems much more uh, competent in this trial. Well, and this like, is this, she she seems like she really knows what she's doing. Three men chasing down a, a a man and murdering him makes it a little easier for them to do too. They're coming from a good place. There's video there's evidence. The evidence in the Rittenauer case is entirely different. They're they're apples and oranges. And I and you're not going to convince me that there's no racism in the Arbery case. I believe that these three white guys saw this black man and went, not in our neighborhood. Because what I saw was men chasing down this black man who stole nothing, took nothing, had a pair of shorts on and a shirt, like, the worst thing he did was take a walk in a building and look at new construction. If you've never done that, come on. Well, I will say this. So okay, I shouldn't say it like that. If you've never stopped and admired construction, how a building's being built, that's well. That, I mean, that's the worst he did. I did. Um, I did 
you know, like I said, I, I saw some of the, the prosecution and the defense. Um, the, the defense, I thought, was also very competent. I thought that the, uh, the gentleman— You really felt that way? Yeah, I'm not saying they convinced me. I, I, I think they're guilty. But I'm saying, though, but I thought the defense was competent in presenting a closing argument in terms of going through when he—I don't remember his name— but when he's going through all that led up to uh, not not the, the moments leading up to what happened, although he covered that too, but when he was talking about all the circumstances around it and there's these burglaries and this and that, I thought he was very effective at laying all that out. Now, whether that convinces anybody, it, it didn't convince me that the way these men acted uh, in the moment in that moment when they're trying to do their their alleged uh, citizens arrest and all that it didn't convince me it didn't win me over i i feel they're guilty but i thought he was at least effective in terms of how he laid it out i think it, he lost some of his effectiveness when he stood up in open court and said we can't have any more black how many black pastors are we going to have in here no, any I'm, more black pastors in here I, I know i was talking specifically though about about his uh closing argument but i was talking how, about that specifically i thought he was effective at that see i thought it was tainted because of what he did well, of course. I'm just saying, though. I, I thought the closing argument, the way he laid everything out, was was effective. And it they, might have won somebody over. I don't know. Didn't win me over. I think it was as far of a reach as he could go to try and save his clients because they're guilty of sin. And there's only so much. you got to throw something out there. But what I really thought was disgusting was when I watched the guy who shot him on the stands. And listen to him try and parrot things that I felt he heard from the Rittenhouse case. Because he wasn't saying, you didn't hear a lot of that until all of a sudden. Now he's trying to claim self-defense. Now, I mean, come on. There's no self-defense when you chase somebody down with a truck. That's not, there's no self-defense yeah. with that. It, it, it's not a comparison. And it was like they were trying to play on that. It was like they were trying to play on that. I am concerned that the jury makeup only has one person of color. Yeah, that is... A black is, uh, man was killed, but there's only one person of color on the on the jury? That is surprising to me, given that it's Georgia. It, it's not well, like, like... it's Georgia. It shouldn't surprise like, well, you. Well, I mean, but, you know, demographically, you would expect that, say, in Vermont, <laughs> you know, where... You, you, there's probably your, your typical jury in, right. in, in Vermont is probably all white because it's such a white state. Right. Um, but Georgia it, is not. Right. Absolutely is not. Much more diverse that way. So, I yeah, that, that really surprised me. And I don't, I, I'm curious there, how man, that happened. But, you, but if you listen to different aspects of that trial, you can see where the hand of racism still exists in that, in that, in that community. I mean, how many times do you hear, was well, a person of color... You know, they, they were using terminology that's just, just super old and came out of, like, Jim Crow separation-type era language. They're yapping about having black pastors in the—how in the, how many pastors can a family have? As many as they want. Yeah. That's what the answer is to that one. As many as they want. So what happened? 500-plus pastors showed up Friday. Oh, I didn't realize that. Because of that. Because of that statement. Yeah. But that man stood in open court. Think about this. He has enough confidence, and in all his years of practicing as a lawyer, to go into this courtroom, and in the middle of the court, while the hearings are going on to the front of you, 
stop the court, make an announcement, and ask the judge to consider stopping any more black people from coming into the room, especially if they got a collar on their neck. He felt confident and secure enough to do that. If you did that here, it would be incredible outrage. And and the judge would have probably like thrown him thrown a contempt charge on him for saying that, for being like that in open court. There in that court, it's acceptable. That tells me a lot. Mm. And that puts me in a, in a great concern because those three people are guilty of sin. Absolutely dead to right guilty. It's on video. The man was unarmed. He had nothing, nothing. He was running away from them. There's nothing about this case that's even remotely close to the Rittenhouse case. And I just, it kills me that people, that's what you, don't you think that, Maddie? Like, this dude really felt confident and enough to be able to stand up in open court and make these racist comments. And that not is, think uh, them it was racist. Yeah, that that is shocking to me. Um, Wayne and uh, Wayne Noel uh, from Michigan is in the chat. Says the prosecutor was part of the jury selection process. Correct. Wow. But my understanding is the defense used their cards specifically and got rid of the people that were of color, all but one. Well, because the Democrat, the Democrats, the defense and the prosecution each have so many that they can just arbitrarily go, nope, not taking that one. Don't have to have a reason to, nope, not take it. They have like so many of those that they're allowed to use. And I don't know it for a fact, but my understanding is they use them judiciously and use them against people of color that were supposed to, that were called up for jury duty. Mm. Um, well, what I, what I would say is, you know, and, and this is kind of how this was, this was my gut reaction back when in February of 2020, when this, uh, when this first became, this case first came to light. Um, and, uh, and this is how I still feel about it now. And it, it, it really just comes down to, to this for me. Um, you know, just empathetically, if I'm a black guy out for a jog by myself, by myself in a sparsely populated area in the South, and uh, some good old boys in pickup trucks with guns come rolling up on me and saying, hey, you're, you're coming with us. I ain't going with them because I don't know what's going to happen next, you know? What they did is could you could take this out of any history book on lynching. This was a lynching. They chased a black man down and shot him to death. How is that? That's, that's a textbook lynching. Well... So they they claim it was a citizen's arrest, but I think it was something that's going to cause them uh, to be found guilty is so they they thought and I, I guess the law in Georgia has been modified since since then. But in Georgia at the time, at least, uh, it was perfectly legal to make a citizen's arrest. But the thing is, apparently, as we've learned through testimony no one ever announced like if you're if you're an actual police officer and you go to arrest somebody as everyone knows you have to say you know you're under arrest that's you know that's what the police say you're under arrest um no one indicated to Ahmad Arbery that this was a citizen's arrest that they were attempting um and and so because those words were never spoken that might um you know this jury might decide well then that because this was the 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 prosecutor's argument was, 
one of her arguments, again, she made several, and I thought she was very effective, but one of her arguments was, you know, nobody ever nobody ever said those words. Yeah. So if you're not communicating that to Ahmaud Arbery, you know, all Ahmaud Arbery might know is, you know, I got I got these three good old boys with guns. But not only that, there has to be some evidence of the crime. Well, that's there another thing. There was no thing. real evidence of the crime. And the right. defense, in their closing, the defense keeps trying to paint, paint Ahmad as a burglar. Right. They're using robbery and burglar up on their 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 press their boards that they're showing the jury and trying to make that claim. And they're using, like you said, this past history that that set it up. There'd been robberies in the area. There was a black guy that was seen. But none of that has any none of that past, none of that information gives any human being the right to chase another human being down and kill him. Well, also, none of them. Part of the, uh, from what I understand <laughs> now, is is part of, and again, I, I got this from the prosecutor's argument, is that in order for them to do a citizen's arrest, not, not only should someone have said those words while this was happening, but um, legally they would have had to have seen the crime being committed. So, yep. in other words, you know, say one of them. Uh, witnesses, uh, a, you know, a bank robbery in progress, and they're able to uh, they're able to confront and detain, you know, the bank robber and and make a citizen's arrest. Well, they can do that in theory if they they witness this happening, but you can't on conjecture and speculation and circumstantial evidence decide in your head. Well, I didn't see I didn't see the crime being committed, but I I suspect that this might be the person, so I'm going to make a citizen's arrest. The law did not. And even I, a cop I, can't do that. He could detain somebody to investigate it. Yeah. But even a cop can't arrest like that. Yeah. Never mind somebody who's not a cop. Now the 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 defense made the argument. Well, speaking of that, so the defense laid out the argument that you can even if you're not a police officer, you can legally detain someone. But I don't know. See, but I. But there's a legal difference between detention and kidnapping. Well, that's the thing. And the prosecution states that what they did was kidnapping. Well, yeah. And that goes back to what I would be thinking if I was uh, Ahmaud Arbery in that situation. These guys are trying to kidnap me. Right. They're going to take me somewhere and kill me. You know, what? what is the uh, end game here? Well, you know, not to sound like a complete jerk, but three white guys chasing him down with a pickup can't have anything good in their mind for him. Well, that's what I mean. You know? You know? And, yeah. And how can they say he's guilty of anything? He had nothing. Like, you can see it in the video. Like, he had nowhere to hide anything anyway. He had nothing. Nothing in his hands. It's not like he's carting a TV across the front lawn. He had nothing in his hands. Nothing. There's no way he's got anything in his pants because he's wearing shorts. You can see his legs. Like, there's nothing. And even in the videotape that has him looking around the brand new the house that's getting built, he takes nothing. He touches nothing. He just looks. Mm-hmm. When did that become grounds for judge, jury, and executioner on American Street? Yeah. Because if we that that is vigilanteism. That is a true definition of vigi, vigilanteism. Is what's going yeah. on in Georgia with this case. Wow. The cases are not alike the only thing attainable to them is that they came in close proximity to each other with these cases but they're they're absolutely apples and oranges there's a hundred percent different you can't compare them you really can't compare the two cases they are so vastly different 
but they're um, you know they're also complex though in the way, and this is they're alike in in one sense. The complexity of, and this is what John and I were talking about. Was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday on the show when we were talking about Rittenhouse. Different states have such vastly different laws, uh, different gun laws, Absolutely. different laws about uh, you know whether or not you have a duty to retreat or whether you can stand your ground. Different laws, you know, Georgia. I, I don't know how unusual Georgia's uh, citizens arrest law was, and I say was because it's I don't I don't think it's been uh, completely uh, uh, repealed, but I, I do believe it's been I'm modif- sure it modified in all fifty states. I'm pretty sure. Really? I'm pretty sure because citizens arrest. This is something that came out of like the West and stuff, and and people living off in way war, rural areas where. You know, police couldn't get you by horseback, so you had the right to hold them and mm. call in for the local sheriff. This was not a modern-day law. It's a well, a right holdover de- from— But there's a difference, though, between right to detain and citizen's arrest, isn't there? Absolutely. A right. cop can detain somebody, but he can't arrest them no, no, unless no, no, he has evidence. No, but I'm talking, about a, I'm talking about a citizen doing that, though, detaining— A citizen—I don't think there's anything called citizen detention. There is citizen's arrest, and like you already said— when this person has clearly seen another person commit a crime, there's no such thing as a citizen detention that you might have or a right, a, right to detain. Nothing like no? that. That's no. That's kidnapping. I thought I heard that that's phrase kidnapping. today. You can't, to my knowledge, law enforcement is the only one that can detain. Because detention oh. is, I'm holding you because maybe something's up. But what if you do witness, like, so to, to, to go back to my bank robbery example, you witness somebody robbing a bank and they're- You saw it. And they're, right, and you saw it and they're trying to get away and you I, have a gun, you hold the gun on them until the police show up. Yeah. In other words, a right to detain. You you can't do that or can you? I genuinely- That's a gray area that I would never say on air whether you can or cannot do. I mean, I assume there's laws about but it, but I assume- There are. That, and, I, and I assume every state- And now we're going to get into that area laws. you were just talking about when we talk about whether a duty to retreat or- um, castle doctrine or any of that stuff is different state to state to state. Nothing that he did was illegal in New Hampshire. Absolutely not. Nothing who? Nothing that Rittenhouse oh, did Rittenhouse, was yeah. illegal in New Hampshire. Yeah. None of it. And, you know, if you want to, and, and there's so much more to that. <laughs> we, mean, we can go down that rabbit hole. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, Matt. Hi, Jenny. Hey, hey, that might not have been the best analogy because the um, bank money is insured. Let them go, let them run. If you can get a plate number, good. But I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, I know what you're saying, but yeah, let them go. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Uh, it, it's, Cops will tell you that. Yeah, yeah they don't want right. you to get involved, right. so to speak. Right. Yeah, and it's true what Ron is saying. It's 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 always funny to me that that people still. That bank robbery is still a thing because it's so rare that somebody actually gets away with it. You know, you go to uh, what's that movie, Pain and Gain, where The Rock, he, he his character, he, he does he pulls a bank robbery and he goes and he's hiding in, in a laundromat from the police and he opens up the bag and it squirts the ink everywhere, including in his face. And it's like, yeah, it's like it's it's dumb. Like, why do people even still attempt it? Yeah. Al Pacino made a good bank robbery movie way back when. Remember that one? Heat. Yes. There's another it. one that no, just what was came it? Heat? out. It was before Heat. Oh, Dog Day Afternoon. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a classic. Yes. Yeah. There's another one that oh, just came one. out. 
that's the rock is in. Only they're robbing an antiquity. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I can't. Hey the guys, name I, brought, I, I was in there today and I left up. over. I left some candy, some my Reese's and stuff. Did it? Did it get put away? Is it still there? It was for Reese's? anybody that had a sweet tooth. I wanted to offer it to you, Nobody or did it get taken home? Or, do you know? I love chocolate. I All things chocolate. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I gotta stop dropping it off because every time <laughs> I drop it off, it disappears right away. It's do supposed to be shared for everybody that's there. See, mm. I don't ever get any of the chocolate. I'll have to look. See? Ar- I'll look around the room before we go, Ron. I'll see if I can decide. Yeah, Alrighty. We'll yeah, I don't need that. to know, but my God, if you find it, uh, indulge. <laughs> Absol- Thank you. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, Be uh, good and uh, take care. All right, Ron. Thank you for the call. Take care, my friend. Bye. I know we're going to get up against the clock, but I just sent you an article, a press release. It just came out in the news. <laughs> Check it out. The January 6th committee has list has issued new subpoenas. More people. Ale- Look who they subpoenaed. Alex Jones yes. and uh, Roger Stone. <laughs> Alex Jones just got subpoenaed to the January. I want to see. I'm going to pop popcorn to watch that one. I haven't heard any anyone speculating about his involvement, though. Alex Jones? Well, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it one yeah. bit. And I'm sure that he was blabbing it around with whatever he was saying online. He's mm. a, talk about somebody who incites people to violence. That's well, Alex Jones. Well, he just lost a uh, lawsuit over uh, Sandy Hook, and now he's begging for money. Yep. He's and trying to raise money for his legal defense. Just till tail end of last week, everything was upheld. He's supposed to be, have to pay the money now. I mean, these parents, I listened to one of the fathers talking about how he was harassed and threatened and he had death threats against him. Be, with Alex Jones's followers telling him that he was just an, a crisis actor and his son didn't exist, yeah, or was also a crisis actor, and what they did to them mentally to be tormented like that oh, while yeah. trying to bury their kid, what, yeah, and that that broke my heart yeah. watching that. I'm I'm going to be excited to see Alex Jones in front of a freaking committee. If he doesn't oh. end up saying something stupid to get himself put in jail, I'll. I'll I'll be surprised. Yeah. I'll be surprised because it doesn't take much for him to lose his school. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. He'll he'll use it for uh, publicity. And that's all he wants is publicity. He wants to take over everything. I watched him years ago when I worked with activists. I watched these young ladies who were doing activism in Texas, and it was great what they were doing, and I'm watching their live feed, and Alex Jones rolls up, and some of the people in the crowd went, oh my God, it's Alex Jones, come up here, come up here, and then he literally started to berate them all, took stuff away from them, kicked them off the place that they were, and just shoot them away, and like, I don't want nothing to do with you, and took over the event, literally, Well, you and know. they're like, but we wanted you, and he's like, get out of here, Rah. Well, I've told the the story, you know, uh, Angela Keaton from antiwar.com. Yeah. The, when I the, that day I picked her up from the airport and uh, we had the conversation about uh, you know, she she worked with Alex Jones back when when uh, they were first starting out together doing activism, doing, you know, anti-war activism and uh, anti-government activism and he was kind of a normal dude and then he started making money on the fringes getting into conspiracy theory stuff and look at him now. Yep. But, but, uh, and, and, you know, I asked her, I, I said, so is it an act? And she said, I don't know, but I know he wasn't always like this. He's a strong supporter of David Icke who thinks we all come from lizard aliens. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Well, not all of us. The bad ones are lizard aliens, right? The reptilian shapeshifters. Yes. 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 All right. They will shapeshift and take you away. Well, we are uh, we are just about <laughs> out of time, so we'll begin to wrap up. But uh, thank you all so much. Thank you, Jenny, and uh, thank you everyone who called today. And if you missed any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and, of course, at my website, MattConnerton.com. But uh, thank you, and uh, don't forget, uh, it's just a, a little, actually a little over a week away now, the uh, Miracle on Elm Street coming up yes. December 2nd. So, oh, I hear sirens. Let's make these kiddos in Manchester really happy this year. That's right. That's they right. They need it. They need it. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it is a short week this week. If you're just joining us, if you're wondering, obviously, we will not be here for Thanksgiving. However, we will be here uh, for uh, Black Friday. Oh, boy. Oh, my. The engines are coming to take you away, Maddie. Oh, I think they're coming right down Elm Street. Oh, boy. All right. All right. We're going to get out of here. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.